This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. It's a cancer with which you may not be that familiar. Bladder cancer is the fifth most common cancer in Canada. And 9,000 Canadians will be diagnosed with the disease this year. But despite the numbers, it's still one of the least funded cancers and least known about cancers. On April 27th, Bladder Cancer Canada will be holding a patient meeting in Hamilton to talk about the disease and what new therapies are being developed to help people cope. Ken Bagshaw, chair of Bladder Cancer Canada, is in the studio with me. And Dr. Bobby Shagan is on the line. Welcome to you both. Thank you. I, I just want to say, Ken and uh, and Doctor, um, that I'm disclosing I'm an advocate for Bladder Cancer Canada myself. Uh, it's volunteer work that I do in honor of my mom Sandy, who died of bladder cancer five years ago. This coming May first. And you uh, know we know that. And yes. We appreciate it. A great deal. Well, and, you know, this is why people get involved in causes, because it's affected them directly, and that's certainly my case. I'm also the MC for the Hamilton event that's coming up on April 27th. Ken, uh, ironically, the amount of time my mom's been gone is the amount of time you've been cancer-free as a survivor of bladder cancer. So congratulations. That's a good news story. It always is. It's a wonderful point for everybody who finds that they've gone out about five years from their um, original diagnosis and have not had a recurrence. Right. And how is your health? My health is is fine. My health is just fine. That's Thank great. You. That's good news. Let's uh, talk about this special meeting and the opportunity it will provide for people living with bladder cancer and those who love them. The meeting on April 27th. Let, let's talk about what will be taking place that night. Yes, fine. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> it'll be... Um, an opportunity for uh, bladder cancer patients and their families and their supportive friends to come out and uh, find out the both some basic information about bladder cancer plus information about new developments, uh, information about our organization and what it tries to do for bladder cancer patients, and an opportunity to to, uh, mingle and network with each other and the result of that always is that it provides support and comfort to those who are at the at these sessions. And next month is Bladder Cancer Awareness Month, and of course we're gearing up now. Uh, we're trying to let people know that hashtag yellow helps for social media users. Hashtag yellow helps. Explain that concept for us. Yes, you bet. Well, the basic objective of this uh, awareness month program, which is not limited to Canada. It's occurring in the U.S. and Europe. It's, it's catching on globally as, a, as an important uh, aspect of bladder cancer promotion and awareness. So we've identified that there, the community of bladder cancer people, that's caregivers, patients, and, and close relatives, is over 80,000. We're in contact with about four 
and a half thousand of those. So there's a very vast community out there that doesn't know about us and doesn't know what we can offer to them and bring to them and to make their journey more manageable and in so many different ways. So the thrust of the awareness is not just to tell the greater community, which is always important, to learn more about bladder cancer, but to focus in on those who are already dealing with it. And, and the hashtag yellow helps is, is picking up on our theme from the past of yellow, of yellow lemons, which those familiar with us have seen us use uh, to contrast with red lemons, which indicate um, the presence of the disease, and, and also to create um, a theme which will be a call to action and will also create a foundation for storytelling. So, for example, uh, we're going to invite people to take that hashtag, uh, Yellow Helps, and add how it helps in their lives, in the lives of their family. So people might say, uh, Yellow Helps My Mother, Yellow Helps Find More Money for Research for Bladder Cancer, and we're inviting them to then take that and... Um, and uh, take some uh, self photos, right? Selfies, selfies, selfies. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I just lost it for a moment. No problem. Selfies <laughs> and post them on on the social media. The use of the phrase uh, "yellow helps" will go beyond social media. We'll be using it on on posters, on banners. In fact, I've got one here today which is an example of our poster, which I can only share with you and not your audience, which is a real shame. But it shows the way in which this idea will be communicated. So we'll ask individuals to um, create these. will be the, the ability to actually download mm -hmm. this disc right on it. And uh, it's about a nine-inch in diameter disc in yellow, which says yellow helps. And then you tell it how it helps. Take a photograph of that, post it, and spread it, and right. retweet it, and repost it on Facebook. And whatever else will get the message out that we're here to help. And certainly you can go to the Bladder Cancer Canada website at bladdercancercanada.org uh, to learn more about hashtag yellow helps. Uh, and you touched on it there briefly, Ken. This is this is the biggest uh, this is the biggest issue around diagnosis of bladder cancer is if you see blood in your urine that is a red flag you see nice healthy yellow urine that's not a red flag but as soon as you see blood in your urine you need to get to your doctor and you need to see a specialist and that is the uh, the principal indication of the presence of bladder cancer in approximately 80% of the, of the cases that are presented. Now, Dr. Shagan can be more precise about that than I am, but that's a, a broadly based uh, a fact. And Let, let's bring in Dr. Bobby Shagan uh, to comment on what Ken is, is saying. How, how can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, so, you know, I echo um, all of Ken's comments there. It's, it's all very accurate. Um, in many patients with bladder cancer, there's no obvious sign, but the majority do have visible blood in their urine. And unfortunately, this is not always um, pursued appropriately. Sometimes patients are not seen by their family physicians, and sometimes it's mistaken for a bladder infection. So I think it's, uh, it's really important that patients uh, empower themselves that if they see blood in their urine to insist on seeing a urologist because at the very least they're going to require some investigations 
to be sure that their bladder and their kidneys are disease-free. And doctor, that, that you've said it exactly the way it should be. You need to insist as a patient because in, in the case of women especially, bladder cancer right. is the 12th most common cancer, whereas in men it's the fourth. So right. doctors of women who have blood in their urine may not be thinking bladder cancer right away, but that's where you need to be insistent. Right. Yeah. You know, absolutely, and I think, in, 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 particularly in women, just as you, as you mentioned, it is very common for everybody to ascribe the issue to a, a bladder infection and say, well, I'm sorry, you just have a bladder infection, take some antibiotics, it'll go away. Mm-hmm. The difficult thing is that antibiotics will often be taken, the blood will go away, and it's assumed that one is the cause for the, the other. And in fact, if, you know, bladder cancer will bleed and it'll stop bleeding. Uh, and if you assume that the antibiotics did the trick and therefore it must have been an infection, you may be delaying your diagnosis substantially. Right. Any delay in diagnosis carries significant negative uh, consequences. So the key is to have a high degree of suspicion if there's blood, that there could be something uh, seriously uh, wrong. Uh, Insist on being seen by a urologist. Uh, and follow through with the appointment, even if the bleeding stops. And that's exactly what happened to my mother. Uh, Her GP thought it was a bladder infection. And, of course, the antibiotics, as you're saying, cleared up the blood. So it's like, oh, yeah, that worked. And, okay, now it's reoccurred. So let's go back on the antibiotics. And uh, um, sadly, her... Yeah, sadly, her cancer metastasized uh, before her bladder was surgically removed. Um, had it not metastasized before her bladder was surgically removed, she would have lived a normal life as, as Ken is living. So that's, that is evidence right there that you need to get to your doctor and be insistent. If you, if you have any questions, uh, please give us a call. We've got two experts here in the studio with us about bladder cancer. If you have a loved one who's been diagnosed, if you're a bladder cancer patient, yourself, give us a call, 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. Dr. Shagan, uh, tell us how the fight is going uh, in terms of um, new therapies for bladder cancer treatment. Sure. Um, you know, bladder cancer, unfortunately, by virtue of its uh, lower frequency compared to areas like lung cancer and colorectal cancer, has suffered historically from research funding. Uh, Bladder Cancer Canada, you know, is doing a lot to change that. Um, and it really has been what I would call a drought in the area of new, new drug development in bladder cancer for at least 25 years or more. But, uh, you know, I'm glad to say that in the last uh, year or so, there has been some tremendous leaps uh, in new drug development in bladder cancer, uh, offering a lot of hope uh, to patients who have metastatic disease like your mother. Um, you know, in the past, all we had was chemotherapy, and often success would be um, rarely seen at most. Uh, so today, there's uh, new approaches. Uh, they're all pending approvals, regulatory approvals in Canada, but we're well on our way there. And this really does hope to, to change things quite dramatically, uh, you know, in the future. Okay, let's go to the phones. Uh, Dr. Bobby Shagan and Ken Bagshaw from Bladder Cancer Canada on the line, uh, in the studio with us. And Mary in Toronto is on the phone. Hi, Mary. Hello. I, that's good stuff that you're talking about, bladder cancer. But is there time enough to deal with, do they have any idea what causes blood cancer? And if there's something constructive we can do, prevent it. Great question. Uh, and I'll, to either of you, to answer it, what causes bladder cancer? Well, I'll jump in quickly, although probably Dr. Shagan knows this better than I do, but uh, 
the indications are that uh, smoking uh, is probably the predominant uh, contributor to bladder cancer. People tend to uh, identify it specifically with lung cancer, but it's a very serious uh, indicator <clears throat> or cause of it. And, and, of course, this occurs over 30 and 40 years in one's life, and so it may have been smoking many, many years before, and, and, and it comes back in this form. It's also due to a working environment where you're dealing with toxic chemicals and, and paints and things of that order can also be a factor that contributes to it. But without question... Uh, smoking is the, is the most uh, uh, prevalent reason for bladder cancer occurring. Bobby, you want to add something more? Yes, and so, no, I, I agree with that. The vast majority of what we see in North America, the type of bladder cancer that we see here and in the, you know, in the Western world, uh, is related to um, occupational or um, uh, toxic substance exposure, most of which is, just happens to be um, tobacco. Uh, but there are other occupational exposures, um, you know, uh, certain solvents used in heavy industries that can put you at risk. Um, in addition, um, you know, and this is a much, much more rare event, there are certain genetic um, uh, conditions that way may expose the patient to the risk of bladder cancer, that they're well recognized, but they're quite rare. The vast majority is environmentally or toxin-derived. Uh, and, and interestingly, doctor, uh, just to bring it back to my mom, who died five years ago of bladder cancer, she never smoked, and she was never exposed to toxic chemicals. So we wonder, and I know that the, the jury is still out on this, about the genetic link. Right. So the, the, uh, the majority of the cases where there is a, what we call a germline mutation leading to bladder cancer development, those types of patients tend to develop the, the problem at a younger age, and it tends to be in multiple spots. So uh, the, the typical patient who is diagnosed uh, in their you know, late 60s, 70s, or even 80s, it is unlikely that it's uh, due to a genetic uh, condition that has predisposed them. It's more likely an exposure. And you're quite right that there are many patients uh, in whom we cannot identify any specific exposure. Well, would it help if we drank the prescribed amount that we, you know, so many cups of water, depending on your size and your size? Okay. Your would it help to keep flushing, flushing that stuff out? Good question, Mary. So there, there has been one study uh, to look at this, and I would say that in general, the signal was that um, adequate fluid intake does help, uh, but I would say by no means is it the, uh, the ultimate solution to this problem. But it can't hurt, that's for sure. And it is good for your health to drink the eight glasses of water a day, regardless. And the, the yeah. concept, doctor and Ken, it does make sense about the flushing out of your, of your bladder. That does make sense. Right. Mary, have we answered your questions? Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much for calling in. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Are you a bladder cancer patient, survivor, um, a loved one of somebody with bladder cancer? Questions for the Chair of Bladder Cancer Canada, Ken Bagshaw, or uh, bladder cancer expert, Dr. Bobby Shagan, are welcome here. We only have a couple of minutes left. 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Ken, uh, so much of the funding that goes towards bladder cancer awareness and research comes from the walk that we do in September. Uh, pretty soon we'll be able to get our teams together, uh, as we did uh, last year and in previous years. How important is this walk? 
the walk still remains the, the predominant source of funding for all of our activities, patient support, public and patient awareness, uh, and research areas, our principal goals. And so it still ranks up about 80% of our annual budget. So this year the walk is on September 24 in 20 cities across the country. Our goal is to raise $650,000. There are five walks in what I'll call the enlarged GTA, which takes us from Hamilton to uh, Mississauga, Brampton, Toronto, and, uh, and Whitby in the Dur- up in Durham. So if anybody's interested, and we welcome everybody to come out and walk, raise funds if you want, but come and walk. There's no admission charge to walk. It just shows your support for those with bladder cancer, and it's been our, our key source of activity. I'd like to just loop back for a second, if I may, uh, Jane, to, to uh, the Awareness Month, just to mention that <clears throat> within, the, within the first week of May, no, actually even earlier than that, but before the end of this week, there'll be uh, an actual web page up on our website with all sorts of information about the Awareness Month, opportunity for people to actually download the disc that we invite people to use, right. yellow but- disc, to write their message, photograph, post on the Internet, and spread the word and share it amongst all of their friends on Twitter and Facebook and thereby increase awareness and bring to the fore those many, many people, the 75,000 or so, who we haven't yet reached to, reached out to and who we, so many of whom we know we can help if we can get to them. We want to help them. Hashtag Yellow Helps. And uh, the Zoomer Radio audience knows uh, and has been very helpful for my individual team last year, $6,500 came from Zoomer Radio listeners. So uh, I will be asking you again this year because we really want to raise awareness and research funds. And you can hear from what Dr. Shagan was saying that there are developments in research. So this is very exciting and certainly comes from the funding that uh, is provided by the WALK. The funding does provide monies that we can put into research and we collaborate with other organizations like Canadian Urological Association and, uh, and, and the Cancer Research Society. We sort of get the leverage of doubling up our abilities right. to fund it, and we put in $130,000 to $150,000 a year into research. Sounds good. Thank you both. Uh, Ken Begg, Sean, Dr. Bobby Shagan, for your time. My pleasure. BladderCancerCanada.org for information 24-7. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.